and welcome to another edition of Two Steps Ahead Podcast. Two Steps Ahead Podcast encouraging you to take your passion, make it happen, let yourself be great. I'm Son Edom, and coming up on the show, we're going to talk about this assault on young kids in our country. Why is it? What is the point of all this? And as a reference, let's bring up what's going on in Florida just to kind of get the groundwork going of what we're going to be talking about. So apparently there is a bill that was passed in Florida called the Parental Rights Bill, giving parents the right to have say on behalf of their kids in education, for example. And this stems from the fact that you've had other school boards in other cities across the country that really fought with parents over things such as uh, critical race theory being taught in school, uh, pornographic books that were offered up in the library for kids to check out. And from that, Virginia, I believe it was Loudoun County, had a, uh, a huge uprising, which ultimately led to the state of Virginia in their election, throwing out the Democrats and putting in GOP in the top three positions. And then you have liberal San Francisco, extremely liberal San Francisco, throwing out a school board because it was too liberal and they wanted to bring back some normalcy because they thought the things that this school board was doing was going to be harmful to kids. And then that leads to Florida creating a law for parents and parents' rights. And, of course, the Democrats and liberal people, they make up the don't say gay. And so then you have a lot of immature adults running around saying gay, gay, gay. And then you have immature Democrats on the Florida House floor and stuff making all kinds of ruckus. I don't understand why. I mean, you look at the Supreme Court hearings with Kamala Harris and Cory Booker, and you look at uh, Texas. Remember when Texas, all those Democrats fled to try to keep the vote from happening on something in Texas, and then you have now the thing going on. Why can't you guys be adults and act adult-like? Why can't you have discourse and conversation? Why do you have to be so petty? Why do you have to be so vile? Why do you have to be so childish? I mean, it's like, grow up. And then why do you guys vote these people in? I don't care what side of the aisle you're on, but if you're elected politician, the person that's supposed to represent you, is acting like this, why would you tolerate that? Let's just start there. I mean, let's just, it's ridiculous. And I think that's what we're getting to when it comes to this assault on kids. I mean, think about this. Back in the day, it was all about, you had to watch for drug and alcohol abuse. You know, you had uh, things like uh, just say no. And then you had other campaigns to keep kids off of drugs and alcohol. This is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. And you had the frying pan and the egg. Any questions? And then you had, um, like, what was it? Uh, McGruff the crime dog helped take a bite out of crime or only you can prevent forest fires. You know, those were the type of things growing up that we had to deal with. And then, of course, there were more pressing issues when it came to parental abuse, right? But even growing up back in the day, you had this support between the educational institutions and parents. Nowadays, you have all kinds of things, and it starts with politics. We mentioned the Disney in Florida. Uh, You've got this whole thing going on with Twitter, and you're seeing how people are reacting to that. I mean, again, you have that 
selfish, immature, childish behavior going on by the left because Elon Musk bought Twitter. You have school boards acting not in the best interest of the kids. In fact, remember we talked about that. The, the, the saying goes like this. If you don't have a uterus, you don't have a say on abortion. If you don't have dark skin, you don't have a say on social justice or racism. Well, what I should say is that if you don't have kids, then you don't have a say on how that education should go, how kids should be educated, how kids should be handled, because you don't know. You don't know what it's like. If you've never been a teacher, you don't know what it's like. But if you don't have kids, maybe you shouldn't be an educator. Maybe only parents, people that have had kids, maybe they're the ones that should have the say. Because after all, you don't have uterus, you don't have a say in reproductive rights, you don't have dark skin, you don't have a say in racism. And So if we're going to use that mind thought or that mindset, then if you don't have kids, maybe you don't have a say in the education system. And then on top of that, so you have CRT, critical race theory, which basically talked about, you know, shaping politics and our country is based on racism. You have this LGBT and trans ideology out there. You have uh, the sexual assault of young people. Think about you had the Catholic Church. You had the Boy Scouts. You have this fight between teachers and parents now. Teachers and parents are no longer on the same page fighting for the same cause. Now, I want to say that that's not always the case. There's a lot of school districts, a lot of teachers across the country that are, but what we see in the news is what people think is going on universally. And that's not necessarily the case, but we see it. And so we have to ask, why are teachers and parents at odds with each other? Why is it that you have this assault on young people? So a government, a state government, decided they wanted to take some action to protect kids, and everybody goes nuts. Why is that? When you look at three areas of life that's most infect, uh, affected by outside influences, you have a person's identity. A lot of times our identity is defined by what people tell us, unfortunately. We've talked about it many times on the show about people influencing us. Who's our influences? What influences us? When we look in the mirror, Are we getting a correct look at who we are or being influenced by something that shouldn't be influencing us? You talk about identity. You talk about education. Education is being influenced by outside people until hopefully you get old enough that you can start to realize what's going on. You know, you can start to look for yourself. I always tell people, do your own research. I do a lot of research when we put these shows together. Do your research. Find out what it is that's going on with these things and come to your own conclusions. Don't just rely on me. Don't just rely on Twitter. Twitter's like the rumor mill of social media. Mental health. Think about it. If you have mental health problems or let's say you're facing some sort of, maybe not even to the point where it's diagnosed mental health. But you've got, you know, maybe you're feeling depressed, you're feeling down, you're having issues. So you're going to talk to somebody. You're going to go to a counselor or a therapist. These people will then give you feedback on how to maybe handle these things, right? Hopefully it's good feedback. But again, you're being influenced. So these are three areas. And when you take a look at young kids, 
those are the three areas that are being impacted by teachers, by coaches, maybe uh, other mentors. If you're part of an association, remember Boy Scouts or something, okay? Their identity is being defined because, again, take a look at anything, okay? Take a look at racism. How many times do you look at racism and the question is nature versus nurture? You can drive by an elementary school playground and see kids of all races playing together. But then when they get to high school, those same kids are now at odds based on color of skin. What, what changed? Well, it was taught. Racism was taught. You were taught not to play with these kids based on color of skin, influences, identity. Obviously, the education of young people, we've gotten away from reading, writing, and arithmetic. And we've gotten into critical race theory. We've gotten into sexual ideologies. I mean, think about the things going on. They took prayer out of school. They took religion out of school. There's a huge emphasis on the separation of church and state, which is often misrepresented when people quote that because that's not what it means. It doesn't mean keep religion out. It meant no state-sponsored religion. But now people take it and want the separation of church and state. So no prayer in school. You can't have the Ten Commandments in the courthouse. You can't have a cross on a hill because people will fight that. But yet you're allowing these other ideologies to come in. Why is that? We'll take a look at it. And then what's the cost of all this that's going on? I mean, think about that. We just went through a health crisis for the last two years, and mental health became one of the biggest things that people started to focus on outside of vaccines and mask mandates and lockdowns. It was the mental health of people, kids being out of school versus kids being in school. Why were they locking down or locking out kids in school? Why were they forcing mass mandates on kids in school when everybody else was free to choose? Again, why are they assaulting kids? Because they can control them is what it comes down to. They can control and they want to shift the culture in this country to their ideology, and you start young. A Catholic priest one time told me that if he has a kid from, a, say, birth to age seven or any kid up to age seven, if he has them for that length of time, he'll have them in the Catholic Church for the rest of his life. They might not practice on a regular basis, but the tenets that are taught at that young age, he will have. And so that's what happens. You teach them at a young age, and then you've got them. So you look at kids, and you get this conversation going about, do kids know about sex? Do they know about gender? Do they know about gender ideology? I mean, first off, let's talk about gender ideology, okay? Gender, uh, gender identity means that basically the sex that you feel or the gender that you feel does not align with your biological sex, okay? So if you were born male and maybe you feel like a woman, like Shania Twain said, man, I feel like a woman, then you have a crisis. So your biological sex, the sex that you were born with, your XX chromosome or XY chromosomes versus how you feel. Now you're trapped in the wrong body. And this is going up over the years. There's a lot of social media influence in this area. But one study said that over the last couple of years, People trying to identify as a opposite sex from what they are has gone up 700%. That's a lot. 
Now, it doesn't really specifically give ages, but it's increasing. And again, there's a lot of outside influence. But when you take a look at something as simple as gay marriage, Jimmy Kimmel had a man on the street type thing where they talked about gay marriage and asked kids what they thought it meant. I like to do man on the street type things because it brings to you what other people are thinking out there on the street. Now, it was for TV, so keep a couple things in mind. One, it could be scripted, and oftentimes it might have been scripted because in TV, even reality TV, nothing is left for chance. So there could be a lot of setup behind it, okay? But one thing that we're going to find out is, and it gives insight into, do kids really know things about stuff like gay marriage? Could you tell me what gay marriage is? Um, it's when two men and two women get married. It's, so is it when four people get married? No. <laughs> Could you tell us what gay marriage is? I know nothing about that yet. You don't know anything about it? Why would anyone want to get married? Um, because they love each other and they just feel a connection. Really. Do you think it's a good thing? Yeah. Do you know what makes somebody gay? Yeah. What? I got a broken leg. <laughs> no. When should two people get married? In the afternoon. That's a good time to get married. Do you know what marriage is? Yes. What is it? It's when a husband and a wife get married. So what do you think gay marriage is? When a boy and a boy get married and a girl and a girl get married. Oh, you're right. Do you think that's very hard to understand? For some kids. But not for you? No, not really. Do you think anybody should be able to get married? If you're old enough. Oh, very wise. Uh, do you want to get married? Yes. When? When I'm 30. Why would someone want to get married? Uh, because they're pregnant. Because they're pregnant? Could you tell us what gay marriage is? Um, where a boy marries another boy. Okay, and could it be when a girl meets a, or marries another girl? Um, no. Just a boy meeting another boy? Yeah. Wow, what would it be called if a girl married another girl? Lesbianism. Do you think anybody should be able to get married if they want to? Yes. Uh, how come? Well, because if they want to, they should be able to. Would you want to get married? Um, not really. How come? Because um, when you get married, um, the other person is enti entitled to any money um, the other person has. Okay, so some humor in there, and obviously it's a late-night television show. And again, you got to keep in mind it's TV, so could be scripted. There could be some answers fed. But the point is, when you ask some of them some questions, they talk about, my leg is broken in the afternoon. You should get married in the afternoon, throwing out things. And that's kind of a representation of childhood. And some of these kids, if you go to the video component of our show, you'll see that some of them are a little bit older, maybe upper elementary. But when we talk about K through three, you know, they're not going to know these things. They're going to come up with my legs broken or some other answer. Someone told me the story one time that their uh, daughter asked them, what's the difference between 
In fact, the daughter asked the father, what's the difference between a boy and a girl? And the father basically punted and said, go ask your mom. So the daughter goes, ask the mother, what's the difference between a boy and a girl? So the mom thought about it for a moment and then asked the daughter, what do you think the difference is? And the daughter replied, the girl wears a shower cap in the shower, silly. And then she ran off to play. So again, what we think as adults, kids are thinking aren't necessarily true. Kids could be so innocent and not know that they're thinking something different. Because again, everything that kids learn is being told to them by somebody. You think about racism, going back to the kids on the playground. They're playing, getting along. Sure, there could be squabbles, but the squabbles, they get over it. They're fighting over a ball, or they're playing tag. I got you, no, you didn't. I got you, no, you didn't. So they squabble over those things, but then a few minutes later, they're friends again. But then as they get older now, they hate each other. Why? That was taught. That was taught by somebody. It was learned, learned behavior. And so here you have kids that really don't know anything unless they're told. And when told, then maybe they try to repeat it, but then their minds, can they really comprehend what they're being told? Or does it kind of get bastardized in their mind and they can't really figure it out? And so then it becomes confusing. And that's what we've gotten today with education because education is the number one place outside of parents, but parents have to take their kids to school, although homeschooling has gone up dramatically uh, dramatically over the years. But school is one place where kids spend, what, eight hours a day pretty much, influenced by other people. And so what are those influences? And so, of course, parents are going to be concerned. And that's why you have, in a lot of cases, well, in every case, every state has some sort of requirement that you have to go to college, fulfill some sort of teacher education program, pass state tests, you know, standardized tests, and then you become a teacher. You have to go through some set of standards before a state will issue a teacher's license. But then once you get that, now you go into the classroom, what's the teacher going to be teaching? And that's where parents are concerned because you got parents of all different races, all different religions, all different ideologies and beliefs, and would you want somebody teaching your kid? I mean, this Sports, for example, obviously I wear a lot of Minnesota Twins stuff. And, you know, if you're a fan of somebody else, I don't care. But there could be some places, you know, especially in Los Angeles when you had the Raiders and the Rams back in the day, Battle of L.A., you take sides, right? Or you think about Red Sox and Yankees. What if you're a diehard Red Sox fan? Do you want somebody teaching your kid that they should be a Yankee fan? Of course, that's tongue-in-cheek conversation because it's sports. But let's take it further. What if you have a religious belief? Would you want somebody teaching your kids something other, opposite of what your belief caused confusion? See, that's where you get into the dangers when you get beyond the reading, the writing, teaching kids math, although now apparently math is racist. I don't know. But you think about that. So one of the questions is when teachers bring their own personal ideology, their own beliefs, and they start impressing those beliefs on kids, where do you draw the line? And here's a simple example of one teacher when it comes to the pledge and the flag. Okay, so during third period, we have announcements and they do the Pledge of Allegiance. I always tell my class, 
stand if you feel like it, don't stand if you feel like it, say the words if you want, don't have to say the words. So my class decided to stand but not say the words. Totally fine. Except for the fact that my room does not have a flag. It used to be there, but I took it down during COVID because it made me uncomfortable. And um, I packed it away and I don't know where, and I haven't found it yet. <laughs> but my kid today goes, hey, um, it's kind of weird that we just stand and then, you know, we say it to nothing. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, I gotta find it. Like I'm working on it, I got you. In the meantime, I tell this kid, we do have a flag in the class that you can pledge your allegiance to. And he like looks around and he goes, oh, that one? <laughs> okay, the mere fact that she's laughing about it tells you everything you need to know about her. Second, the fact that she lied to her student saying that she was looking for it, she was going to get it. I got you. That's an outright lie because she's not going to get it because she just told us that somehow the flag, she was afraid of it or it offended her, made her uncomfortable. She makes a mockery of the flag and all the people that fought and died overseas so that she can have the freedom to sit there and make a mockery of it. And she's impressing these values upon these students. So again, tell me where teachers aren't. You had all these people in Florida saying that, oh, nobody's teaching kids about sexual identity and LGBTQ and transgender ideology. So why do we have this bill? Well, here's a teacher impressing her values and her beliefs on students. And it's over the simple pledge. And yet she's making a mockery of it. And she's lying to the student because that flag ain't coming back in. And she makes a complete joke of it. She's a complete joke of a person. And forget about being an educator. Now let's take that. And what if we put conservatism in there? What if there was a MAGA flag up there? And someone said, hey, why don't we pledge allegiance to the MAGA flag? You know everybody would go flipping ape nuts over that. Or an NRA flag. Or don't tread on me flag. Or what about that police flag? The black and white with the blue stripe flag? Or what about Christianity? What if we brought the Christian flag in there? People go nuts over that. They'd flip out. The teacher would get fired, suspended. They'd have to have an intervention, bring in psychologists and psychiatrists to deal with the trauma that these kids were going through. But in the pride flag, we laugh about it on TikTok. We make a mockery of it besides the fact that we just admitted that we lied to our student. If you're a parent, you saw that, and your teacher, forget about everything else in the video. But if your teacher said, I got you, when she just said that the flag offended her, you know she's lying. Why would you keep your kid in that classroom? I mean, seriously, this whole thing about the masks and the mandates and all that and the kids, parents, pull your kids from school. Done deal. That will fix everything. You want the power? Just pull your kid from school. And if enough of you did that, you got a lot of change. And that's what started to happen. Parents started to step up. But again, replace that LGBT flag with a MAGA flag. My goodness, we'd have January 6th riots all over again. But that's where we're at in society. You know, it started out 
back on the Obama administration with bathrooms. Remember, again, you take a look at this whole Disney Florida thing, and I'm going to say it again. Nobody knew anything about Florida tax laws. Nobody knew anything about the fact that Disney had all this free reign to do whatever they want. Nobody knew anything about any of it. All they cared about was that they had to pay 110 bucks or so to get into the park, which the true crime is 110 bucks getting to Disneyland. Now, I've never been to Disney World. I've been to the parking lot of Disney World. That's a completely different story. I'm going from Orlando to Tampa. There's a lot of traffic on the freeway. The GPS in the rental car tells me there's an alternative way to get to Tampa off this freeway. So I decide to follow it, and it takes me right to the parking lot of Disney World. Was that not programmed? I have to go back out and end up right back where I started. That's my Disney World experience. My Disneyland experience, I grew up going to Disneyland, been to Disneyland many times. So the last time I went, fortunately, I knew somebody that was gracious enough to get me in for free. And I enjoyed a great day at Disneyland. So 100 bucks, 110 bucks, whatever it is. It's expensive. Family of five, you're popping down 500 bucks to get in there before you even eat or anything else. Okay. Some of you, that's fine. You don't mind paying it, and that's what you want to do. You have season passes, whatever. That's your choice. I don't care. I'm not preaching against that. But it's expensive. Now, from the first time I ever went to Disneyland to the last time I ever went to Disneyland, I think the only thing that changed was Big Thunder Mountain was added. Nothing else. So why did the cost go up? I don't know. But it never changed. Now, since they've added Star Wars and probably some other things, but it was just a couple years ago. Maybe, I don't know, maybe about five years ago, last time I was there. Nothing. The Matterhorn was still there. Big Thunder Mountain was still there, broken down. Space Mountain was cool. Space Mountain is one of the coolest uh, rides ever. Not worth $110, but it was worth the Fast Pass. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean. I think the only thing that changed there was they added uh, Jack Sparrow which now might change after the trial that were splattered all over television that we're forced to watch. You have the Haunted Mansion, which sometimes changes, you know, during the holidays, but nothing really changed. So why is it so expensive? But you're focused on attracting people and people pay it. So anyway, so the point being is, so now you have a bunch of people down in Florida, tax experts, Disneyland experts, Florida law experts, just like they were mask experts, just like they were vaccine experts, just like they were bathroom experts, just like they were anything. Something comes out there and everybody on Twitter is now all of a sudden an expert and knows everything about everything when just a couple minutes ago they cared nothing about it nor thought about it like Propecia and hair loss. But again, so it started with the bathrooms. Again, people never thought twice about what bathrooms we use. And then all of a sudden, we had to have gender-neutral bathrooms, and it became a huge crisis. And now all of a sudden, everybody had an opinion and cared about bathrooms. And Starbucks comes out and says, we're gender-neutral bathrooms. And they put the gender-neutral sign up at Starbucks. And you go into Starbucks, and there's one bathroom. It's been gender-neutral ever since that Starbucks began. And nobody cared. Now, all of a sudden, they had to make a big deal and change the sign. That's the point of this. And so from there, it went to pronouns. Pronouns. 
Do you even know what a pronoun is? Were you even paying attention in English class? Basically, a pronoun replaces a noun. So if we're having a conversation, I could say, or if someone was talking about me, they could say, Son does a podcast. He does a lot of research for his podcast. He does a good job doing a podcast. The he is the pronoun. Otherwise, they would have to say, Son does a podcast. Son does research for a podcast. Son does a good job doing a podcast. So the pronouns take the place of the noun, plain and simple. So it's a grammar thing. has nothing to do with anything else but a grammar thing. Now, all of a sudden, a pronoun. What pronoun do you identify as? I don't identify as a pronoun. But now, all of a sudden, we have to identify as pronouns? What are you talking about? You get your identification from a replacement word for your name? Are you kidding me? And so now we have pronouns. And so if you're confused on how to use pronouns, and again, I encourage you to go to the video aspect on YouTube when this is out because you might get a kick out of this, but here's apparently how you now use pronouns. Many people ask me, how do you use they, them pronouns for a singular person? Well, it's really easy. All you have to do is use it the same way that you would talk about a group of people. So for example, I, Addison, use they, them pronouns. In that case, you talk about me like this. I know Addison, they are amazing. Their dress and their hair are amazing. And I'm so proud to know them. Now, a fun fact about they, them pronouns is that they've been used in a singular context for centuries. Even going back to Shakespearean times, there's actual documentation and literature using they and them in singular contexts. But if that still doesn't convince you to use they, them pronoun, I'll leave you with this piece of information. Our language is constantly changing and adapting. We're evolving to find new terms and language to self-identify. So get with the times. Don't be an asshole. So this person disqualifies this person's self by throwing in the a-hole comment. Anytime you do that, you disqualify yourself. Second of all, the fact that you have to go back to Shakespearean times and try to justify what it is. Anytime you have to try to justify something, it should give you pause. It should always give you pause. You should always question things because if you just automatically accept things, that's when you become gullible. That's when people take advantage of you. That's when bad things can happen to you. Okay. But I'm sorry, I'm not doing that. I'm never going to call somebody a pronoun that is a misuse of the grammar that I was taught. Not going to happen. In fact, one time I was reading a story. It was in a, I guess it was online, but it was in a magazine online thing. And it had the pronouns and they were being used as this person described. I couldn't even tell you what was going on in the story. I had no idea what was going on. And so I stopped reading it. But it was crazy. There was all kinds of nonsense going on. And that's the whole point of it. You're taking grammar and bastardizing it and making no sense over it. And so boo-hoo if I hurt your feelings. But that's what we get into now. We get into pronouns. Okay? You're taking the plurality of something, trying to singularize it. And again, it doesn't make sense. But in these people's mind, it makes sense. I'm not going to judge it, but it just doesn't make sense in my opinion. Okay. So now from that point, from bathrooms to pronouns, now it's gotten into all kinds of things. Okay. And so I was scrolling through 
TikTok. So I wanted to find this libs of TikTok became a huge story about how uh, a reporter who apparently prior to doxing or releasing the name and information about the the person who was behind the uh, libs of TikTok was doxed herself and said it was, you know, she was getting death threats and she was getting all kinds of bad things happening to her. And so all this negative thing that she was boohooing about that happened to her because somebody doxed her, she turned around and did to somebody else and then was justified and felt great and was going on talk shows bragging about it. So the hypocrisy continues. But so I was going through and trying to get some of these teachers and what they're thinking and doing about teaching. You know, because again, we were told that teachers, education, remember, identity, these are the big areas where influences affect us in our own identity, in our education, and in our mental health, okay? And right now, we're kind of focusing on education because that's the crux of sometimes how we identify ourselves when it comes to identity. And we were told that educators aren't pushing things, especially gender and sexualized ideology upon young students. So I was looking at some TikTok videos that I want to share with you. I came across a few. I got two that I want to do. But as I was further doing research, I came across a YouTube page of somebody who was commenting on the very videos I was planning on using. And maybe you've seen these videos too. And again, if you go to the the video component of our podcast, you can see the videos, but I've got the audio. And so I thought, you know what? Instead of just me playing the videos and commenting on them, I'll let this person play the video and comment on, on them. And then you could get a third person or maybe a second person, I guess, in this case, views and ideas behind it. Now, the person that is playing the videos and then commenting is Blair White. If you don't know who Blair White is, I'll tell you. She is a trans woman who apparently started at the age of five to think that she was in the wrong body, going back to that biological sex versus gender ideology. And so she's a trans woman in this world of LGBT, trans ideology, etc. And so she's going to be the one that's going to initially comment on these TikTok videos. And then I'll jump in after she's done. So let's talk about or let's play the first TikTok video. And again, these are teachers. So keep in mind they're teachers. And then she's going to comment on it, okay? So here is the first one. Hi. So I have a small dilemma. Um... I am starting a new job on Monday, and it's a teaching job. Are those samurai sword earrings? I can't decide if that's really cool or like really annoying. Annoying. So the kids are going to call me either Mr. or Mrs. Jamie. It depends on what I want, but I, as a non-binary bean, I don't know what to pick. I feel like Mrs. would be easier. Non-binary bean. Easier for the kids, but Mr. makes me feel better. But I also kind of want to try mix, but I don't know if they, like, the kids can do that. I don't And then what do they do when they ask me if I'm a boy or a girl? I'm not. <laughs> I don't know. Explain that it's young kids, too. It's young kids. My class is going to be four-year-olds. So, I don't know. And then... I don't know if I want to go by Jamie or Jamie Ray because Jamie Ray is the name that I I go by now. I don't know. Girl, you don't know what name you want. You don't know what pronouns you want. Maybe you should hold off on 
fucking teaching. That's just so annoying. Shouldn't she be expressing this amount of like stress or excitement or anxiety about like, how am I going to teach these kids? How am I going to live up to the very intense obligation of educating the youth and, and raising these four-year-olds for eight hours out of the day that they're not going to be with their parents? But instead, you're such a narcissist that you're sitting here focusing on, what do I want these four-year-olds to call me? What do I want these four-year-olds to refer to me as? Girl, you're a narcissist. What can I say? That's exactly what I was thinking. So you have this teacher really concerned about whether she's a boy or a girl, whether she should be Mr. or Mrs. Uh, I guess she's not a boy or a girl. You really want these people teaching your kids at four years old? There's no way. There is no way that I would have a four-year-old in this person's classroom. She, the only thing she cares about is herself. And like Blair White said, where's this same energy put into teaching or taking care of the kid for the next eight hours? But no, you're focused on trying to put your ideology on a kid. So again, whether you agree with me or not, you have to admit that these things that are going on, this political battle, these parental right laws that you guys are protesting because Florida put in play, yeah, there's teachers out there that are doing this. Whether you say so or not, there is example one. And so, yeah, reading, writing, the alphabet. We all agree. I think we can universally agree. And if you disagree, send me an email. TWO, two steps at podcast at gmail.com. But I think we can universally agree that everybody should read or should know how to read. I think we can universally agree that everybody should learn how to write. People should know their alphabet. They should know numbers, right? I mean, you got to balance. Well, we don't have checkbooks anymore, but you know, if you got to make change, if you buy something, you got to know how much to pay for something. You know, there's certain fundamental things in life that as an educator, it's your responsibility. Now, parents, you can also step in and do this. But again, in the realities of the world we live in, educators are getting paid to make sure that kids know this stuff. So reading, writing, some basic mathematics. You know, if you're getting into algebra, trigonometry, stuff like that, that's debatable. When letters replace numbers, are we really talking about math at that point? But again, there's some basic things in order for these young people to thrive and survive as adults. And education is a starting point, okay? But for this teacher, education is the least, or education is the least. It's her ideology, her gender-based ideology. So that's one video. And again, you can kind of hear in the background when that teacher's talking, someone whispering to her like, hey, this preschool, hey, it's this. Again, kind of feeding. And so who knows? Maybe this person's under the influence of somebody else, you know, kind of Svengali effect or something. We don't know. But then here's another video again, another TikTok video that's going to start. And then Blair White, trans woman on YouTube, you can go to YouTube and check out her page, is going to make her comments first. And then I'll respond. Story time. 
This has been my first year in preschool with a class of my own, teaching alongside another queer neurodivergent educator, and we have been rocking our twos class. We've been talking about gender and skin color and consent and empathy and our bodies and autonomy. It's been fabulous. Didn't she say preschool? I would be so pissed. First of all, a number of the things she just listed are things that if I was a parent, honey, I can't speak as a parent because I'm not, but if I was, I for damn sure would be teaching those things to my kid myself because who the fuck are you? I don't know what your views on any of those things are if you'd be telling my kids anything. And second of all, preschoolers can't read. Teach them to read. But our teaching team is shifting and a new person is being onboarded, someone with many years of experience. So today at the lunch table, when the topic of gender and genitals came up, one of our... The topic of gender and genitals came up with preschoolers. You're a whole problem. Listen, I am not saying, because I know there's going to be someone in the comments, well, you know, preschoolers do know what their private parts are. Yeah, for sure. However, who are you to be talking about it with them? And what are you saying about it to them? Students plainly looked up and said, well, I'm a girl today, but I know that teacher Co isn't. No, they're envy. And the look on the incoming teacher's face was priceless. She was shocked in a good way. And she just looked around at the two of us and said, this class is incredible and I am so impressed. You see how cool she thinks she is because she like even knows what she, first of all, envy means non-binary. It's like annoying I even know that, but you see, see how cool she thinks she is and how it comes from such a narcissistic place. like. She thinks she is really that edgy ass bitch for even knowing what this is and teaching preschoolers about it. And the fact that this preschooler would even know to use a word like that is clearly because this person is teaching them about their own gender ideology. And that is disgusting. Preschool, remember, preschool. Again, what can I add? Narcissism seems to be the big word of the day coming up from these people. The glee. And the giddiness behind them having their ideology being accepted by others. What would you do? Seriously, if your kid came home and said your teacher was teaching them about genitals, what would you do? I'd be concerned. That's not a place for it. I mean, again, let's go back to the Catholic Church and the Boy Scouts, the big sex scandals that took place. And unfortunately, there might have been kids that came home and said stuff, but maybe parents didn't believe them because how can you? The church would never do that. Boy Scouts of America would never do that. Teachers would never. Oh, yes, they would. Absolutely. We're seeing it right here. TikTok. They're sharing it. They're giving it away. They're not, no, they're no longer, they're emboldened. They're no longer doing it in private. It's these personal views. And again, like Blair White said, what are you teaching them? We talked earlier about racism and racism is something that is taught slash learned. So if you're teaching them about skin color, are you teaching them about racism? What are you teaching them? Consent. Are you telling them that it's okay for them to consent to something that they shouldn't be? Again, most every state, some it's 16, some it's 18, but every state has a statutory rape law. 
okay? Meaning that if you're under the age of 16, for example, or under the age of 18, you cannot consent to any sexual activity, period. No means no. That's what we're told, right? So what if somebody is being taught transgender ideology or this gender ideology or genital talk, and the student says no? You think the teacher's going to stop? Of course not. Teacher's going to push it. Tell them they're wrong for saying no. Because you don't say no to a teacher. A teacher has the supreme authority. That's why we need school choice. Pull your kid from school. Hold them out. What's hurting them? If you don't like what's being taught in school, why would you continue to put your kid there? I mean, seriously. Because you have to. That's child abuse. Putting your kid in a place that's unsafe, that you feel is unsafe for your kid. You're going to put them there day in and day out, even though you know what's being taught goes against what you believe. Pull them out. They're not learning what you want them to learn anyways. And now you have this parent versus educator, CRT, LGBT, sexual identity, and other ideologies. Again, replace all this with MAGA. Replace all this with Christianity. Replace all this with NRA or any other thing that you think is vile and evil. But you think this is okay. What's wrong with you? It's narcissism. So then what happens? What happens if these teachers go through all this? Or what if somebody starts to transition, you know, puberty blockers? People actually want to give kids puberty blockers because puberty blockers, for some reason, is a good thing. Altering the course of the natural flow of what the body's going to do. We got to stop that. And people actually want to stop that. Why? Again, I have to ask the question, what is it that you're trying to achieve by doing all this? What is it that you want? Why can't you answer that question? Nobody seems to be able to answer that question or want to give an answer to that question. And when people don't want to give an answer or they try to hide behind something or they try to spin it, they're withholding the truth. And the truth is usually something that they don't want you to hear. That's when you need to be ultra aware, super cautious, investigate everything. If you're entrusting your kid or kids into somebody else's care, should probably check it out. Should probably maintain some sort of professional relationship parent-teacher conferences, meetings, conversations, whatever, to make sure that you have an understanding of who this person is. You wouldn't just drop your kid off with any old buddy, but because it's a school, you think it's okay, but is it really? You thought the Catholic Church was okay. You thought the Boy Scouts of America was okay. It wasn't, was it? So in this day and age, with everything that's going on politically, Is that what you want? Now, what happens when somebody comes out and says, I'm going to transition? Everybody's, yay, good. 
Good for you. That's what you should do. And they support you, encourage you, and push you to do it. Take the puberty blockers. Take the testosterone. Maybe even go so far as to have sex reassignment surgery. Right? You're a hero. You're their favorite. You're in the in crowd. But then what happens when you change your mind and you want to detransition? Ooh, bad. Now you're a bad person, an evil person. Kat Cattinson was someone who went from male, or I'm sorry, from female to male and then back to female. I know I can get confusing. FTMTF, I guess, is what it is. All right. And she talks about her experience and what she went through going through this process. Normalized? Yes. Completely agree. But glamorized? No. Let me explain what I mean. So although I'm doing my best to make the most of my current situation, my transition and detransition were the hardest times of my life, and I'm not exaggerating. My mental health suffered, the testosterone did some damage to my body, but the worst thing of all for me, the hardest thing, is the changes in my singing voice. I've dreamed of being a professional singer since I was very young, and not being able to sing my own songs, songs that I've enjoyed singing for years, has been absolutely heartbreaking. So my purpose for sharing this is not to necessarily prevent anyone or stop anyone from transitioning, but if I can prevent someone from going through what I went through, then I do think that's a good thing. So just make sure you're absolutely certain before starting hormones or anything else permanent. See, people are used as political pawns or ideological pawns. So someone going through a transition is supported, encouraged. Cheerleaders are there for them, going to walk with them hand in hand to the finish line. But then when somebody decides to change their mind and detransition, they're now outcasts, ostracized. No longer are those cheerleaders there anymore. No longer are the people there to support them. They're on their own. This whole thing is glamorized. See, that's the, that's the thing. When something is glamorized, the truth of it isn't really there to be seen. Hollywood is big on glamour. But yet when you get down into the nuts and bolts of it all, you realize there's an underbelly, a seedy environment that fed Activities and behaviors by people that led to the Me Too movement. People with unchecked powers. People with unchecked free reign to do what they want. And if we're not careful, teachers can be that way. The ideology that they press upon your kids. If it goes unchecked, could be dangerous could be damaging the mental health, the third component of what we're kind of talking about here. Who are we? We're defined by our own identity, by our education, by our mental health. And usually those are outside influences that help us to determine and answer those questions. And so you have someone whose singing voice was damaged. Mental health issues, 
dangers and side effects to the body. These are irreversible. And these people are abandoned. Detransitioning is considered evil. There's no voice for these people. They're shut down. They're silenced. Sound familiar? Isn't that what this whole battle for Twitter is about? Silencing a specific voice, in this case, a conservative voice? Elena Kirshner is somebody else who went through the process and decided to detransition. Yeah, so I actually started testosterone when I was on, when I was 18. I was on it for 17 months. Um, thankfully, I've recovered pretty well. I haven't had a lot of health issues or anything from that, unlike some people I know. But um, so even at 18, I remember just being not completely, well, not really at all sure of myself and comfortable in myself. And I just, the way I was thinking back then, it was so much less developed. I feel like just the way my brain works now that I'm 22 is just completely different than it did when I was 18. And I still have more growing to do. So when I think about it in that context, and I think about younger teenagers, even younger than 18, thinking back to how I was when I was 16, 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, like these super young kids, I just don't think it's realistic to put this decision on them that is basically saying, are you okay with the risk of permanent health effects, permanent disease, permanent injury to your body, permanent infertility that you can never ever reverse? How can you ask that of such a small child um, when so many parents don't even really trust their 16, 15-year-olds with what they're going to have for dinner, you know? So it's just, it doesn't seem appropriate to me. I think a lot of people, if they think back to how they thought when they were teenagers, they wouldn't think it's appropriate. So um, I think that it's very important to protect young people, protect children. Um, They're the future of our society, and you only get one life and you only get one body. So um, those are, I think that should be the priority in protecting health um, and protecting people's future wellness, happiness, ability to exist in their God-given body. Um, That should be the priority when talking about this. You have only one life, one body. Why are you going to let other people tell you what to do with that one life? and one body. Or maybe you should think twice about what it is they are telling you. And maybe you should take all the information and consider it and not just jump into something because of that influence. I mean, you talk about how the brain works. If you were thinking as an 18-year-old and you're an adult, you might have some issues in life. If you're thinking as a nine-year-old and you're an adult in life, you'll probably have some issues. Because how we think and what we think about at younger ages, how the brain processes information, how we as young people have an understanding of how things are and how they work. I bet the things that you learned as a youngster compared to now, It's completely different. You understand things better. That's why things are foundational in school. When you learn to read, it's the basics, the ABCs. See Tim, see Tim run, see Jane, see Jane run. Then you get into high school and you're reading Shakespeare. 
Tolstoy and other things get to college because things are foundational based on how the brain learns and grows and processes information. And so as kids are young, they're learning these things, this ideology that they don't fully understand because the brain isn't working that way. We need to protect young people. We need to make sure that we watch out for them. Give them the best opportunity to lay the foundation so that at some point they can raise the standard. They can bring out their inner greatness. They can inspire others. Because as we've been talking about, the children are the future. They're the ones that are going to be taking care of us. Who do you want taking care of you in your older age? The world we live in the policies that are being made. At some point, we have to pass it on to the next generation. And how we do that matters. And parents, they need to be in the center of how all this affects their kids. And that's why we are where we are today. Entities like education want to push parents out and take it over for themselves. They want the government to raise your kid for you. As a parent, you need to stand strong. And so for people pushing back, you're starting to see that success. And so it goes back to the arguments from some of the other social issues that we've talked about. If you don't have a kid, should you have a say in this? If you don't have skin in the game, should you have a voice? See, that's where it comes to. Because in other areas, if you don't have a uterus, you don't have a say in reproductive rights. If you don't have dark skin, you don't have a say when it comes to racism and social justice issues. If you don't have this, then you can't say that. Well, maybe it should be if you don't have kids. If you're not a parent. Maybe if you've never been a parent. Maybe you shouldn't have a say. Maybe that's what we should get back to. This is Two Steps Ed Podcast. Two Steps Ed Podcast, encouraging you to take your passion, make it happen, let yourself be great. I'm Son Edom. You can email the show at TWO, Two Steps Ahead Podcast at gmail.com. That's Two Steps Ahead Podcast at gmail.com. You can log on to radiowarp.com. That's radio, W A R P, radiowarp.com, uh, radiowarp.com, and you can find. Uh, Different ways to watch or listen to the show. You can go to past episodes. Just click on the Two Steps Head podcast um, icon or the logo, and the shows pop up. You can subscribe to our YouTube and SoundCloud accounts and never miss a show. You can uh, download the episodes on SoundCloud and take them with you, the audio versions. Uh, you can go to our Instagram, again, TWO, Two Steps Ahead podcast. Or my personal page, Edom Rocks, E-I-D-E-M-R-O-C-K-S. And in the link tree link in the bio, just click it, and all the options come up for YouTube, SoundCloud, Radio Warp, a swag shop, and uh, other places. So check it out. So RadioWarp.com is the simplest place to go. We're everywhere you listen to podcasts, or you can just do an internet search of TWO, Two Steps Head Podcast, and we pop up. Two Steps Head Podcast, encouraging you to take your passion, make it happen, let yourself be great. Hey, thanks for listening. Do tell a friend. And until next time, God bless.